Let's get some insights on the news that's shaping markets. And for that, we welcome in Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab. And he's joining me here today. Kevin, so good to have you. Morning. Thanks for being here to Thanks. kick off the, the week me. with us. Yeah. And, it, you know, based on how the market's doing in the first 90 minutes of trading, looks like the S&P is up for a third straight week, at least so far. Yeah. Just want to get a sense of what you think is driving this upbeat sentiment that we've been seeing and if it's warranted at this point. Yeah, well, I think it's, a lot of it is probably still hinging on maybe the expectation that there's going to be a little bit of a softening in the Fed's hawkish stance coming. Uh, and we, don't, we won't know that until September uh, for the next Fed meeting or if they signal anything through various news sources or, you know, any, any announcements through. Then. So we only have their language from certain speeches from Fed governors to go off of. But I do think it's still a continuation of the rally and the excitement, uh, maybe just of some of the reverting trades that had gotten crushed earlier this year, the first half of the year. If you look at you know, virtually across the board, whether you're measuring it by a P.E. ratio or earnings decile or um, you know, anything from a momentum perspective that got hit really hard earlier in the year, everything that did has kind of been outperforming in this latest rally. So I think a lot of it is still mean reverting in nature. I um, mean, we would sort of just know the one thing, just of caution, and it depends on which sentiment metric you look at, but sentiment's gotten a little bit frothy. So that's a little bit more cause of a concern, not anything suggestive of an imminent downturn tomorrow or the next week, but just something to keep an eye on, um, especially because when you look at specifically actually behavioral positioning, uh, it's gotten a little bit more stretched than the recent rallies that we saw this year. So just something to keep an eye on. But for now, nothing breaking that uptrend for, for a lot of stocks, especially down the quality spectrum. So some dip buying going Absolutely. on, essentially. Yeah. But do you still look at this as very much a bear market? Uh, well, technically, if you're not surpassing the high, then yeah. Um, but I, you know, we won't know until we know, uh, until it's over. But as, as we do look down that quality spectrum and you're moving into you know, companies with no earnings or negative earnings, those have been leading the rally higher. Just something that we would caution against, especially when you consider the backdrop that we're in from a macro perspective. The, the Fed is still hiking. We're still trying to tighten financial conditions, or we're still in absolute terms uh, tighter, and especially relative to where we were last year. Um, so all of that mixed together, combined with what you were sort of mentioning at the open with some of these companies where this dynamic between strong revenue but weak actual unit sales or in volume terms, they're moving down, that can't persist for that long, especially when the Fed is actively raising rates and essentially crushing pricing power. Um, so all of that mixed together, it just doesn't really set up a nice backdrop for companies that don't have strong fundamentals. So we would fade those parts of the market that have been rallying hard. Yeah, you know, you mentioned there's still some hope maybe in the market that the Fed will eventually pivot or will pivot yeah. sooner versus later. And can we, is that basically, is the market getting ahead of itself based on Friday's jobs report? Because when you look at 528,000 jobs added, the unemployment rate at a half century low, it certainly doesn't imply a recession yeah. based on the labor market. There's obviously some calls that it is technically a recession. Others say it's impossible with the labor market so strong. But is a Fed pivot even on the table at this point? Well, on the technical recession note, um, I, I never subscribe to that just because, you know, a recession's not defined in the U.S. as two quarters of negative GDP. So we can't just look at that in a vacuum or in isolation and say that's definitively a recession. You need that labor component, that very weak labor component, um, because it's a huge part of the economy, but also what the NBER looks at um, as one of the four components to measure whether we're in a recession. But to the point on the Fed, you know, what was interesting from the jobs report and hot really across the board from a wage perspective, 
from a payrolls added perspective. But I think that when you look at nominal income growth actually in July, it was really strong. And so that to me would not suggest that we're gonna get another really screaming hot July CPI inflation report, but to the extent that some of the core measures, because we already know that from a headline sense, we'll probably see a, you know, a little bit of softening just given what's been going on with oil and, and energy. But if, if core measures are actually a little bit hotter than expected, um, I think that could kind of put the market in a tough spot because it would reinforce at least that the Fed would probably need to maintain a hawkish stance, maybe go 75 in September again, which a couple members have already mentioned. Um, so to your to your point about, you know, is the market getting ahead of itself? We would probably say, yeah, just because you're not yet seeing any indication that they're going to let off the brakes completely um, because they haven't indicated that to us uh, mm -hmm. based on all the metrics that they're looking at. Well, that CPI report on Wednesday will, of course, be closely looked yeah. at. But let's talk about corporate profits. We obviously heard NVIDIA basically warn that Q2 revenue will disappoint, coming much lower than analysts mm -hmm. were expecting. So that stock's getting hit hard. But just in terms of earnings season overall, we've heard from several of the big names at this point. Uh, what's it telling you? Well, I, I think the focus should shift a lot more to the consumer names in particular, back to that dynamic between revenue and actual real sales and what's going on in unit volume terms. That to me, and we're going to get more retailers throughout this week actually to kind of give us an, more of that story and round it out. But that to me is probably the bigger uh, picture, not just for second quarter, but for the rest of the year. Because if you think about where inflation is heading, I mean, we've probably seen a peak maybe in year-over-year -year terms, but now it's going to be more of a process getting down to you know, the 2% or around 2% goal for the Fed. But in their goal of trying to bring down inflation, it sort of inherently brings down pricing power. And a lot of those companies, if they've already seen weakness in pricing power in the second quarter, doesn't really bode well for the rest of the year. And that's what you're seeing in outlooks being cut or withdrawn um, and revisions moving lower. So to us, that's probably going to be the focus for the rest of the year, even though you know, earnings growth throughout the second quarter from the beginning of reporting to the end has certainly improved. You've seen revisions improve just a little bit, but it's really that forward-looking component for the rest of the year because we think that from a market perspective and evaluation perspective, we still have a lot of re-rating to go on the E side, not as much maybe on the PE side, just because multiples were crushed so much in the beginning of the year. So I do think that the, the profit versus revenue dynamic is going to be really key to watch moving forward. All right, so just quickly, how do you think investors should be approaching this market then, given the fact that there still is so much uncertainty and really so many headwinds out there and yeah. sentiments getting a little frothy? So. Yeah, well, look, the best way to approach it for the past year has really been to focus on quality, in the, in specifically in the earnings realm. So if you're looking at companies with positive revisions only, that's become a very small share of the market. So anytime you shrink that share, it puts a premium on whatever is exhibiting that characteristic. So that's been a really great place to hide out. Anything with strong earnings, anything with strong profit margins. Um, and again, anything that has been scarce throughout the past year, that's what's been performing best. So we've been advocating that from a factor and a characteristic perspective. And the reason we've been sort of shying away from saying defensively positioned from a sector perspective is because, you know, even in a sector like consumer staples, traditional haven during bear markets and recessions. But in this kind of bear market, when you have such severe inflation, a lot of those names have been reeling from that, you know, weaker unit volume sales. So their margins have actually gotten crushed and, you know, smashed to a pretty you know, near zero in the aggregate sense. Um, and for a sector that historically has weak profit margins to begin with, that's never really a good sign for the sector. So we've just been advocating more on the factor characteristic side, sticking with high quality. All right, stick yeah. with quality. Kevin Gordon, thanks so much thanks for so joining much. us. Really a pleasure. Thanks you. so much.